Yep, there's no way to go. How's it going, guys? This is Boost and Bill Podcast. My name is Spence. Just want to talk to you guys about how this became a thing, how this started. Um, so one day I was listening to The Breakfast Club. They had Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was talking about some of his experiences, and he mentioned how like the world doesn't really have people who are pushing positivity and want people to win and want people to um, just do well. And he mentioned himself, and he mentioned the rock. So that really made me look into myself and say, do I really push people? Do I really want people to win? And the answer was yes. And I thought of three other guys that really pushed that same agenda. And so we got together and we started a podcast. So we have Kev, we got Pierre, and we got Steve. What's going on, fellas? It's your boy Kev here. I'm excited to be here. Looking forward to creating innovating and inspiring all of our listeners. Uh, I just want to definitely shout out to Spencer for putting the team together. Uh, the other three of us, don't we don't know each other, and he brought us together, and now we're, we're going pretty close every day. So looking forward to continuously bonding with you guys and uh, moving forward. Spencer and I have known each other since high school, uh, played freshman basketball together. We've been through a lot of trials and tribulation, and Every time we, we come in contact, we cross paths, there's always love, there's always, you know, motivating each other. So that's what we're trying to do for you guys and all the listeners. What's up, y'all? Love it, Kev. What's up, y'all? This is Pierre. Um, I've known Spencer since college. Um, we went to Iona together. Shout out to the, uh, the Gales. Um, they got a championship game today, too. Facts, so. you know what I mean? So <laughs> got to represent, got to throw that they're in they're there. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a cinematographer. I do photo and film. Um Spencer was was heavy on that uh, process with me, and uh, really a motivating factor. So he reached out to us, but he's really like the the plug, the plug, along with um, Steve and everybody else and uh, Kev uh, who are here. But yeah, I'm excited to see um, you know what we talk about and just uh, build, boost, and build you guys. All right, yo, good looking for you. Good looking, good looking. It's <laughs> goody, goody. Last but not least, <laughs> Steve. Um, you know, appreciate. Thanks again to Spence for connecting me, put me on. You know, I'm just here to challenge the status quo, provide access, and just be the people connected. So, you know, simple, sweet. That's what it is. Yes, true, true. You say your name is Steve. What's your real name, though? Oluwa <laughs> <laughs> You got to get the, get no, the, get yeah. the Niger Divas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, you feel me? But, no, yeah, man. No lie. I was confused at first. I was like, do I call him Steve or oh? Yeah, yeah. Because Spence gotta... was calling him Steve, and I was like, oh, dang. Yeah, but, that's, like, but that's, like, that's how you introduced, me to, introduced yourself to me a few years ago. So when you put Olubanwo, I'm like... That's that's what we own now. Yeah, that's the alias. Wakanda forever. I got you. <laughs> yeah, now definitely, you guys, welcome to the Boost and Build podcast. I hope you guys enjoy the journey uh, and taking this this journey with us as long as much as we are creating it for you. So definitely, just want to shout out that. Yes, sir. Boom. Welcome to the Boost and Build podcast. My name is Spence. Um, just here to introduce this podcast to you guys. Um, so the inspiration behind it was I was one day I was listening to the Breakfast Club. They had Kevin Hart as a guest. Kevin Hart was talking about um, how he feels people don't really uplift each other. People don't really want each other to win. And he said every single day he's putting out inspiration on his Instagram. And the only person that only other person that he knows is The Rock. So that kind of hit me because I'm like. I would try to be positive. I try to push 
the status quo, but am I really doing that? So I thought about it, and I was like, actually, I am. And I thought of three other guys that are also doing that. So we have Kev, Pierre, and Steve. I'm super excited to have them on board with us. And uh, the vision and the idea behind Boost and Build is when you're at a certain point and you're grinding, you're on your grind, but you just need that extra boost to get to the next level. And then once you're there, you're just building with each other. So we'll, that'll be a big theme that we talk about. Nah, for sure. What's going on, fellas? It's your boy, Kev. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be a part of this journey to grow, to create with you guys, continue to inspire, uplift. That's, that's pretty much what I do in my job now. I'm, I mentor and work with, with the youth in my community. So uh, I definitely love that role that I play. And I just look forward to doing that with you guys and all the listeners. I very, I very much appreciate Spencer for bringing me and putting me onto this and introducing me to these other two great guys. We bonded so much, and our short temperament is, is, is just great. I'm, I look forward to to definitely being a part of something like this. We boosting, we building. It's lit. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Pierre. Um, I've known Spencer since college. We both went to Iona together. Um, and uh, I am a cinematographer and a photographer, so along with Spencer and being a creative in his own right, and as well as uh, Steve and Kevin, uh, I'm here to, I guess, put the... Um, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> so good. You, 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 give, you give heart to the to the skeleton. That's, that's it. All right. See what's going on, guys. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, the lights is the lights is on. Yeah, we should keep this though. Right. What's going or on? Something ladies? like that. Like maybe the spoofs for like last episode right, or right, season right, or some right, shit right. like that. Yeah. All right. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Pierre. Um, I've been. Um, damn it. It's all good. Nah, you're wild. You're right. I'm wild. Just it's talk, man. It's different when you behind the camera. Facts. Facts. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Pierre. Uh, I'm a good friend of Spencer's. Uh, Spencer and I have been uh, in college together. We went to college together and um, been knowing each other for a long time. Um, I'm definitely excited to be here with you guys. I'm here with... Um, Shout out to Gales, by the way. They're in the championship today. Word, word, word. Um, yeah, we've been uh, knowing each other for a while. Uh, I'm a cinematographer and a photographer. Uh, damn, it's so good. What's going on, ladies? <laughs> Take five. <laughs> Take eighty. Oh. Nah, uh, last nah, one. Last nah, one. we could do a fresh start if you want. Nah, yeah. nah, 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 we, nah, we can nah, just cut it. into it. We could, yeah, because we, we could just punch in. Yeah, 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 so you could. Nah, that's a lot though. That's a lot of editing. Nah, 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 nah. You sure? Nah, he got yeah. that. He got that. Because right, you, nah, you were the first one, or you were the second, and then I just cut from you and then back in. Yeah, real quick. It's just conversation. That's really all it is. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Pierre. I'm a good friend of Spencer's. We've been knowing each other since college. Shout out to Iona um, in the championship today. Mac championship. Let's get you it. You know what I mean? Um, Gale Nation. Um, yeah, we've been knowing each other since college. Um, I'm a cinematographer and a photographer. Um, yeah, just really, cr- I love the creative aspect of everything. So most of what I say um, on this podcast will probably be geared towards that and like a bunch of other stuff because um, yeah I, I like to do a lot of a lot of everything so uh, six degrees of separation is pretty much my name and uh, what I look to do uh, with anything that I'm involved in but yeah I'm definitely glad to be here with all of you guys um, and definitely feel inspired to boost and build with everyone um, you guys here and everyone who's listening so shout out to you guys super facts dope dope so my name is Steven um <clears throat> 
Thanks again, Spence, for having me. It's been a pleasure to really bond with you guys, build with you guys, boost with you guys, no pun intended. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I would say I knew Spence probably since about, like, my freshman, sophomore year of high school. Or not even yeah. before even that. Even before that, eighth grade, like, yeah, eighth grade eighth type, grade, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I met Spence through a mutual friend. Um, we just hoop, talk life, talk African shit, talk regular shit, whatever. <laughs> and then, um, you know, whenever me and Spence, pretty similar to him and Kev's relationship, whenever we link... Always good combo, good energy. Um, I know Spence ran a couple ideas by me, and then he finally hit me up and said, yo, I really want to get this off the ground, boom, boom. So then he put me on, connected me with two other guys who are really doing the social media thing. You should check their IG handles, catch you in the bio. <laughs> but um, um, for myself, I would just call myself a people connector, and I'm just here to provide access and just challenge the status quo. So, you know. Ready to boost the bill with y'all. Heard the vibes. You said your name was Steven. What's your real name? Oluwabang. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's it. That's it. That's it. What kind of family? You feel me? Feel me? That jack boy. <laughs> yeah, first, no lie. When I first met you, I didn't know whether to call you Steve or O. Oh, it's okay. When I got home, actually, I was like, yo, was I calling him the wrong name the whole time? Nah, nah, you good, man. I used to give people Steven because they would fuck up my first name and try to call me other shit like Bow Wow or whatever. So I was just like, <laughs> what? Yeah, just call me Steven before we have to make shit work. You feel me? True, true, true. All right, so, I mean, let me ask you guys a question. What do you feel is the vision here? You know, how far you think you guys want to take this? Like, what's the vibe looking like long term? Well, after our first debacle... And struggles with this. They get doing the turn out there. They get the back. Niggas not playing. They said the But once we overcame that, trials and tribulations. Technical difficulties. You know what I'm saying? It's like an hour, right? What? Insane. But we overcame that, so the sky's the limit. Like whatever we put out is going to be matched because. That's what we try to do. We try to put our best foot forward, so it has to be received because it's going to be real and raw, so the audience has to love it. Big facts, big facts, big facts. Yeah, what kind of audience you looking for? You looking for young teens, old heads, no offense, y'all. <laughs> Some millennials, what you thinking? I mean, confidence and uplifting applies to any age, so. That's a fact. We're, we're all millennials, so... I'm sure the way we talk, the way we our swag will um, link with them, but it's not it's not limited to any to those guys. So that is open door policy exactly. for everyone. Now, I 100 percent agree. You know, like uh, work, working with the youth and just doing what I do on a day to day basis and, and mentoring uh, young college students during college, post college, mm-hmm. even being a post grad myself. And you know, I just experience as the best teacher. Exactly. I got a little something, something of that. So <laughs> I just try to put people on, not to make the same mistakes that I made, and definitely trying to like just boost past the shenanigans that happen on a day to day life, exactly. and just build from that. You know, that's that's why we're here. And then you definitely inspired me once you pitched the idea, and I'm I didn't think twice for me. I'm like I'm here. For, I'm missing a basketball game right now, the last game of the season. But I'm like I'm not even pressed because. I'm looking forward to this and doing this with y'all exactly. every week, and you know, hopefully that we we change, we could change lives, man. We have the opportunity with this podcast if for we that. reach the right people, and that's that's huge. That's that's real. I'm just keeping it real, you know. Yeah, yeah. for that, for that. And like with me, I um, <clears throat> I'm I side more with like the high school age kids, and like um, I didn't start to venture from that in terms of college and real world until I started my own business and I'm just like, yo, they didn't teach me none of none of the stuff I gotta know um to just survive. So, you know, I think our uh, for me, just thinking about the target our audience, 
um, I guess anyone who is around that age and just trying to learn and even before then, just trying to get, you know, the step up to just really do something different. Um, you know, just me growing up, I grew up with my both my parents working two full-time jobs. And, like, seeing that grind day in and day out, like, I can't just be regular, you know what yeah, I mean? Because that's not, they don't work just to, for me to be, like, a, a, a no-name person, a regular person. So, you know, I take hard work to heart, and especially um, with them, like, understanding, with me understanding that they went through all that just to, like, have me be where I am now and even try to excel to that, it's like, all right, now, what am, who am I passing the baton on to? Yeah, so yeah. I definitely recognize with that um, as well. Yeah, you, you said you started, you have your own business. What you do? Uh, full-time photography and cinematography. I, I like video more than photo, but, um, yeah, I just like the challenges that it brings. So. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that earlier, problem solving. That's, yeah. that's dope. Yeah. Definitely need you on the squad. <laughs> <laughs> Technical difficulties would have been... Yeah, that switch, that switchboard, that switchboard had no chance against you. <laughs> you know, I try to do what I can do. You know, yeah. It's funny though how you touched on the things that they didn't teach you in college. You know that that's one of the segments we want to really drive home. Yeah. So you know, I really respect that you brought that up. And just speaking on your parents working for two full time jobs is great. That I think we this the millennial generation themselves is really identifying how to work smart not hard yeah. you know because working hard is cool like everybody you know everybody loves the hustle porn you know I don't sleep blah 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 but I'm I'm a bigger fan of working smart you right. know so respect that yeah, yeah I walked into a, a cafe shop and I was with I was with an older gentleman and he said this is exactly what I'm talking about like your age group does not work hard and everybody was chilling it was the middle of the day it was probably like one o'clock people on their laptops but what he didn't understand is you could work from home and you could have a whole business ran from your laptop so exactly they, they, they could have we could i could have been walking past millionaires and yeah, big never even knew it. so it working smart is definitely what we try to do and off the air we just talked about ais and stuff so <laughs> that ties in with the the working smart uh, there, there, there's, there's a line though, but we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that. <laughs> oh yeah, fact. Yeah, you got to stay other, tuned. That's a whole other word. <laughs> now definitely, I'm, I'm I'm excited for all the show topics that we got coming forward. I hope you guys stay consistent. I'm gonna just throw it out there right now. Subscribe, like, follow us on our Instagram. We dropping that soon. It's gonna be called Boost and Build. If not called Boost and Build, we are gonna tell y'all what it's called. Exactly. Just, because keep on following us and stay engaged, and we gonna. We definitely drop some feedback. We're going to answer all your questions. Uh, we would very much appreciate that because we want to get better too. So we're going we're gonna to grow. We all boosting and building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I just dabbed. But all right, we lit. All right, catch you on the next episode. going on guys it's your boy kev welcome to the boost and build podcast where we look to elevate and inspire all of our listeners and each other because we're growing together definitely welcome we appreciate you having you guys thank you for joining us again for our first official episode our first drop was our intro this is going to be our official episode moving forward uh, we're going to be talking about mental health and i'm not going to give you too much right now but i'm here with my co-host spence What's going on, y'all? This is Pierre. Hey, it was good. It was good. Steven. And we lit. We lit. We're going to get right into it. So the title of this week's podcast is called Am I Bugging? Yeah, let's get right into it. So Am I Bugging? That was inspired by 
Stephen and where he was when he was having personal attacks, we could call it, with, <laughs> with, with the mental tough. Sheesh, she said attacks. That's heavy, but yeah. You know, the, like, I mean, that's how I feel when I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Am I bugging? Yeah, am I bugging? Yeah. Exactly. That just encompasses everything about like the mental health aspect. So just talk about where you were when you were um, dealing with your mental health. Um, oh shit! All right, me personally, um, I don't know. I think mental health wise, I think it just just it gets challenged the most when I feel like most of my time is spent at work, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. Um, then and then probably like, you know, this. I think I spoke a bit about this yesterday, but like you know, getting more comfortable with being in the crib, doy, when you're coming from a crib where it's like more people in rooms. So it's just like, you just especially, to, especially if you didn't go away for college. So. Facts. Yeah. And I definitely did. And I was definitely a community student. So yeah. Yeah, African parents, he wasn't playing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I think, um, I guess a, a time that I've realized that I really would like, I guess need like that social, uh, social, that mental health is actually, a, a not so much as a stigma, but like, just making sure you're checking yourself, like you're not bugging. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I deal with that a lot sometimes. Well, a lot when I deal with customers, because man, I tell you, some people do some crazy stuff, man. And then I'm sitting there like, yo, am I bugging? Like I remember there was a few <laughs> times I was like, yo, Spence, this and this happened. Like, am I tripping for thinking this way? Yeah. So I think, um, I guess being around good people and people who have like, like their heads um, set on straight uh, helps. Well, um, I guess just taking ideas and stuff like that from each other. Yeah, no, I feel you. For me, I mean, I could talk about this all day, but <laughs> we gonna, we definitely going to take turns sharing stuff and whatnot. Uh, but the, the first glaring thing that comes to mind when it comes to kind of just uh, some discrepancies with my personal mental health is uh, definitely relative to social media. Um, I'm not really a jealous type of person, but it's kind of inevitable to compare lifestyles and when you when you're on social media some people look like celebrities and yeah. they like you seen them yesterday you're like what how whatever or if you don't know them they live in the best lifestyle ever and you kind of compare well we're the same age what are you doing that's working out for you and what am i not doing that i'm not living that luxurious lifestyle you are uh so it, it definitely takes a toll sometimes because it just makes you or makes me talk about myself makes me question myself if i'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing at my age now, um, so that that's definitely something that I want to tackle on and we'll talk more about as we move along. Yeah, I, I could definitely agree with that because I follow a lot of basketball trainers, and I know my work is good. But then I go on their page; they got all these followers. They're working with this client, that client. I'm like, dang, like I I know I'm nice, but what's up? <laughs> so nice. I got to get off sometimes. I'm like, listen, like. The people that I'm working with, they're getting better. I'm happy. That's why I got into it in the first place. So why am I comparing myself to all these people? But I think a little bit of, I guess you could say mental health is like healthy because it challenges me to go harder at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, this is where this person is at. They're a couple years older than me. By the time I get to that age, I'm blowing past them. I'm trying to beat them right now. So mm-hmm. there's a little bit of an anxiety to it. But at the same time, I I put it in perspective. And I guess that's what the mental health aspect comes into play. Because it's like, am I going to be so drowned in this that I'm like, dang, I suck. I'm terrible. Or am I going to be like, dang, all right, I got to go harder. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it becomes like a healthy 
Right. That's definitely uh, it's definitely a challenge because I I know with with me personally. So like if when I do just inevitably compare myself to others, I just start questioning every decision like my day to day. Like is my my morning routine effective as the next person is my night routine. Like what am I doing to take advantage of every opportunity mm. across my path? So um, it takes a toll sometimes because, you know, it just builds insecurity if I'm not getting the results that I want. Yeah. Or, you know, just like you mentioned, anxiety. So, like, what would you say to the listeners if someone going through a similar situation that they they don't feel like they're taking advantage of their day-to-day due to having a 9-to-5, not having enough hours in the day, you know, like... Yeah. I know when you pulled that stunt that you were tired at 5 o'clock. Yeah, definitely let me have it after that. <laughs> um, I think, I think it's, it's important to have like a good support system, like a good um, group of friends who hold each other accountable but also uplift each other. So like if you're all trying to um, achieve a certain goal, having that constant conversation of, okay, where are you at with this? And if you miss a step or you miss a beat, it's not, oh, you suck, you're terrible. Yeah. It's like, all right, let's get to it then. Like, what do you need from me to, so you could accomplish this? And I think, so having a good group of people to boost and build you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, I, think that, I think that's important. And I think we're, we're definitely going to really get into the power of teamwork a few weeks, um, a few episodes later. But I think that's real important to have a good um, foundation of friends that are on the same wavelength as you and are pushing you and encouraging you at the same time. Encouraging you. That, that was the power <clears throat> word right there. For yeah. sure. And like, um, on the social media front too, like there were times where, um, similar to Kev, I would, I would almost compare myself to certain people. Because, um, you know, most of IG now is pics or video. Yeah. And you get a strong following or in a business world, you get more um, contacts if your stuff is legit. So sometimes I'll I'll like strategically not look at other people's stuff mm. just so I could um um like a serum almost for myself just so I could like make sure I'm being like internally motivated and not mm-hmm. by like any external factors. Yeah. Um this this might be a dumb example but y'all ever used to watch Pokemon? Yeah, yeah. of course. Of course. So remember when I'll catch Are you ball, kidding bro. me? I was Pokemon go out here in <laughs> But Four remember, o'clock in the morning, <laughs> bugging out Times Square, you feel me? Remember when um, they would use the gemstones or I forget what, whatever it is to evolve the Pokemon prematurely? Yeah. yeah. Um, but the slight thing was if they did that, then there would be certain things that the Pokemon would leave out. Yeah. Or, like, we right. know how to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, or like certain strengths that it wouldn't have compared to if it was just evolving naturally. Yeah. So I look at a lot of um, oh, that's deep. social media stuff like that too. Like, all right, am I, am I, am I being true to my process and just like... Believing that, all right, wherever I'm at is where I'm supposed to be so that I can learn what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Or Precisely. do I want to be so good that I want to cheat my process and, and leave out certain things that I'm, like, destined to learn throughout, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely feel that. Like, I could, just judging off of, you know, where I'm at in my life and, you know, how my confidence is set up, like, I'm, I am I live in beast mode, so <laughs> I know I'm activated all the time. And uh, But it wasn't always like that, you know, at some from point in my life or a lot of you know dark times I would that those comparisons would be negative where it would lead into self-doubt and it definitely took a toll of my on my mental health and it, it definitely credit to my mentors and my friends for encouraging me yeah. and uh, just like me finding myself and being confident in my own skin and then having that skin just grow thicker uh, definitely 
helped me to use those comparisons that I got from social media as an inspiration. Mm -hmm. So now I look at people that are doing something that I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. That's mm -hmm. cool. I like that. Mm -hmm. Or I see people, you know, fitness trainers doing workouts. I'm like, I'm about to try that. Or nah, this is real different. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, it, just, it just keeps me going because mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I know if they can do it, I could do it too. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. and that that's, goes from, from fitness to finances to looking a certain way, you know, like I, I love doing that. Yeah. No, no, I, I totally agree. I think, also, with social media, you got to find a balance with self, right? Like, because, mm -hmm. yeah, of course, we all are competing and trying to get to point A to point Z, whatever. But I think you have to find love in where you're at. You yeah. know, like you said, like, you know, actually enjoying that struggle. I, I kind of enjoy the struggle more than when I actually get to the accomplishment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the struggle itself is like, you know, that's life at the end yeah. of the day. That's like that, that, that journey is <clears> like what we, I think that's what people should start looking for. Looking, um, looking towards more than the actual accomplishment. Because when you get the shit, like, you kind of forget that you even got it. Like, yeah, it could be like right. saving for one year for a car or house, and when you start driving it or living in the car, you forget yeah. what the fuck. You forget the shit that you <laughs> went through. But you remember the moments. Right yeah, 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 exactly. You remember the moments. You remember the, yo, I remember when I was not eating out all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Or I remember when my man told me, let's take a flight here, and I said, nah, I had to. So I think. You know, just cherishing that, cherishing that struggle. I think the struggle, the real, like, not to be on some J. Cole shit, but the beauty is in the struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, question for you, right, Steve? Yeah. Since you're not on IG, yeah. right, how has that affected your mental? Um, so funny thing, I'm on IG, but I'm just not on IG like like most of most of, most of y'all niggas. Um, I'm gonna be completely. I'm offended. Nah. Yeah, nah, 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 some shit like that. I'm just um to be completely honest, I. Instagram became like a task to me, like yeah, going because yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw like the transition from like my childhood to now as like you going out with your friends and they got their phones out. And I remember when we would just hang out and nobody would have their phones, or like you leaving your house without your phone wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. Yo, so that's a fact. Yeah, so I kind of like I kind of cherish the simplicity in that because I feel like having your phone being constantly connected to everybody is low key unhealthy. Like being constantly connected to how everyone, like everyone's like milestones, is like because you start to, you know, weigh yourself against exactly. man. It's like exactly. yo, damn, he got a V and I got a Metro card. Like, nigga, nobody really. <laughs> at the end of the day, like I don't feel like this shit don't matter. Mm -hmm. Like you gotta figure you your own competition. Like of course, like of course, there's everyone outside, but like the you should be personal. worried about yourself. Yeah, you should be worried about yourself because. You chasing after man's, you don't know what he's doing to get his. Yeah, yeah. He could be he could be doing some wild, wild next shit yeah. just to just to look like he's shining. How, how, how wild though? Ah uh, shit, I don't know, <laughs> man. But I'm just saying, like, you sound like you got a story behind. But I'm just saying, but that could connect to so many things, course, like how girls got the beastie bodies, but meanwhile they're getting chopped up in the in the basement of Bronx. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta really like you gotta really actually just be mindful of what you want, yeah. you know, and how you get that. So mm -hmm. yeah, but yeah. I definitely agree with that. Well, how y'all feel about, you know, celebrities? Like, it, some of these guys got millions of dollars, man. They look like they're living their best life every single day. Yeah. You, you think they struggle with mental health, or you think that's just a gimmick for publicity? No, for sure, for sure. Because, like, even it ties into recently Kyrie Irving was talking about how he's just unhappy. Today he came out and said, like, he hasn't been good with the media, but he was being vulnerable and saying how, like, he doesn't... He said verbatim, like, I'm not going to miss this when I'm done playing. And he was talking to the um, reporters that were following him, and it's just tiring. Like, you, he's rich, like, and he came from money, too. Like, his dad was a pro. He played in Australia. He was born in Australia. 
He grew up in New Jersey, but not like Newark. Like he grew up yeah. in a nice part of New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. So he came from money, yeah. like, but he's still unhappy. So it's like, why why are you unhappy? That's what people would say to him. But his struggles are his struggles. Like he doesn't have to have it all figured out. Like he's twenty, what twenty six years old, twenty seven years old. It's crazy. You're not supposed so, to have it all figured out. Yeah, yeah. So it's like we we on Instagram or whatever we go on their pages and he has all these followers. He he's dating celebrity um, girlfriends. He's supposed to be happy, but like like he showed that he's not really happy at this point. Yeah. And even in the NBA, they started a whole mental health sector. I think his name, yeah. Rashoon Butler, started it. And there's a whole movement behind people that, like, because think about it. You, you're you coming up, you're 18, 19 years old, you're a millionaire all of a sudden. After having nothing, like, that that could take a toll on you because now everybody's calling your phone. So he's like, all right, I want to take care of my mom, but I, I got to take care of my hood. Right, right. I got to take care of this person. Now people's watching me like that. That's take that, take, that, that takes a toll. Yeah, yeah. and then they get harassed exactly. by the reporters. They questioning everything. Like you know what's crazy about that? That like something that definitely bothers me watching the NBA is like or any sport for that matter. It's when the year first starts, they're harassing players about the what team they're gonna join on next year. It's like can you can we let <laughs> at least a month go in? You know, like it gets crazy. Yeah. So I could see how like that's definitely frustrating. That they come to work, they're trying to play a game that they love, and they they dealing with that every single day. Exactly. But be, besides that, I don't know. Besides, like you know, regular problems that they could deal with. Yeah, like I remember Jaleel Okafor. He, he's from Chicago. He was playing. Um, he got drafted out of Duke, and his first year, he got in trouble twice with the law because he was in a bar doing his thing, and then people want to test you. So it's like. You want to go out. You can't even be a regular person. So it's like, there's a there's a like no more anonymity. Yeah, you you can't yeah. even be a private person. Like if you're dealing with something, and I always feel if you're dealing with something and you bottle up your emotions, it's gonna come out. Yeah. yeah. At some point, yeah, at some yeah, it's point, gonna take yeah. a time bomb. Exactly. Yeah. So if you keep it in, that's gonna affect your mental health because now you're internalizing all those feelings. Mm-hmm. And that could lead to, to depression and all those type of things. Yeah. yeah. And that reminds me of um, this year's Super Bowl induction. Brian Dawkins, he played um, safety for the Ravens. Crazy. Um, he was he was really good. He was a thumper, too. Like he, if, if he was coming down the middle, he was hitting you guaranteed. And you probably going to the hospital afterwards. <laughs> but um, when they gave him a jacket, his jacket, I think it was last year, actually. Or this, this past um, induction. Um, when he gave his speech, he was talking about how, like, like during the game, sometimes he would like bug out, and then when he got home, like he's like depressed, and like his wife is going through it with him, and like the pow- what was so powerful behind it is what when they um were talking about the speeches afterwards, um, I think Michael Irvin was like, wow, like I never knew he was going through that, mm-hmm. and then it, it just paved the way for all of the other um the the personalities on the on the booth to say, yo, I kind of you know recognize with that and. Just like what the league is doing now for mental health, I think is so phenomenal. But like speaking about it, especially um, in a minority sense, um, kind of gives everyone the light to be like, "Wow, like you go through that, so then it's okay to talk about it and not yeah, like yeah, for sure. you know, hold it in and stuff like that." Yeah, it takes away the stigmas of it, and it take it it reintroduces the conversation in a different way because, especially men, we're taught to be strong, we're taught to not cry, we're taught to. 
if you show any uh, form of emotion that's not strength, it's like it's not manly. It's exactly. not true manliness exactly. yeah. and fidelity. And yeah. even and even in the church, like you're taught to pray it away and deal with it like that. So yeah, and like eat like so. This is how I feel about the whole church thing, right? With the um, with with like the practicality of things. So. Um, I recognize and I understand how like prayer is powerful, right? I would never say, look, look, don't pray. It doesn't work. It works. I've uh, I've experienced it and like I've seen its effects. But um, at the same time, I think you know seeking help professionally is also a good thing, you know, because you know not everybody's brain is wired the same way and not everyone goes through the same thing. So like um, two people could be in a car accident. And one person be good, and then the next person, for some reason, is f- is afraid for the rest of their lives to drive or even get in a vehicle. Wow. You're not going to say, yo, pray about it. You're going to be good. I mean, you could, but at the same time, like, don't just leave it there. That's true. Um, yeah. But, like, you know, it's good to have, like, a healthy balance of spirituality, but also, like, being yeah, real like, practical. <laughs> you know what I mean? 100%. Or practical. Because um, the worst thing, you, you know, you don't want to be weird. <laughs> um, and you don't want to just... Be one way with everything. It's about balance too. So, I think. Where, um, where did you think? Where do you think that um, started from, though? Like, just the notion that you should just pray about, pray about it. it. That, because I definitely think there's some validity to it. Mm-hmm. Like when I was thinking about it, I was like, prayer. Prayer for me is just like hope that things are gonna be okay. So if I'm, I never had an, an anxiety attack, but if I was to have an anxiety attack and I was to think like, okay, I'm gonna be okay mm-hmm. through my prayer, then. In hindsight, that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. But I don't like like what do you, what would you what would you say to that? Um. So now <laughs> I'm a Christian, right? But I think a lot, not a lot. Some some people like just like to be lazy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. don't want to put the work in to do certain things. That is. So I think sometimes even and even myself, I would say sometimes I I, I lean on prayer as like not really a crutch, but like man, I don't feel like dealing with this. So God, go ahead. You know what I mean? Mm. But I know within myself, good and well, that if I don't if I don't do this, it's not gonna happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or if I don't, you know, put the legs to my ideas and um put let my thoughts um manifest into something, then you know it's not gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna work. So would you would you guys say that it's definitely situational depending on which route you take, if you're utilizing faith or seeking professional help to help with your Absolutely. Mental health. Absolutely. Or whatever your situation is going through. Yeah. Absolutely. For example, like, if a woman is dealing with, like, some domestic violence issues, or she saw it as a child, like, that's something you could definitely pray about, but when she's, when she's scared to be with somebody because she has those flashbacks or things like that, that's something that takes prayer and takes the practical route of dealing with it, unpacking it fully mm-hmm. and getting to the root of the problem. Right. I, I don't even think you even have to seek professional help for that. That, that could just be some, a loved one, a close one that's yeah. willing to, yeah. you know, really, like just like you said, un- unravel what the problem is, mm-hmm. what the situation is. Yeah. And that ties into what we were bringing up earlier of having that encouraging support system yeah. to build you up and help mm-hmm. you get stronger. Yeah, I think um, yeah, relationships are really important when it comes to your mental health. Having someone you can be consistently vulnerable with, 
You know, because I, th- I feel like us all, we have like a vote, like one person who knows a lot of wild shit about yeah, us yeah, yeah. that we don't share with other people. Yeah. But we know like that person is like the peace. Like, yo, if you fucked up, like, like I have friends where like, yo, when I'm in like negatives, I can show them like, yo, I'm fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think we all should have that because I think with that is like, you, it comes peace because it reminds you like, it's all good. Like everybody's fucked up. Like, you know, because... Depending on your relationship with, like, just the outside world, like, I'm speaking on just people in New York. We're not as open like that. We're not about Fact. to just go outside and tell everybody, like, yeah. our problems. What's going on, yeah. Exactly. So, like, you know, looking at your relationships is important. Like, I feel like, you know, building a relationship with your moms is, like, number one, and then, like, extending it out there. Because I feel like that's the first person who loves you. Mm-hmm, true. Like, is your mom, then maybe your dad, depending on that dynamic. That, that relationship. Yeah, depending on that dynamic. But for sure your mom, because that she's the woman who carries you for nine months, fed you. Y'all was sharing food before y'all was sharing food. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think, I think, you know, tying in what you said, like, relationships are, like, super key. Yeah. Especially as men, too, because I always feel like men are closer to their moms. And that's the first woman that you love. So that, that leads into... How you? All right, so bro. boom, right? This is what happens, right? So I was born in Haiti, right? I came to the U.S. when I was about one or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I stayed in the U.S. for about five or six years before I went back to Haiti. But in my stint, my first stint in the U.S., my mom, I was over here with my mom and my sister, with uh, my dad and my sister. So my mom was in Haiti, right? Um, so a good portion of my early, early upbringing, my mom wasn't there. Mm. And how it affects me now is like sometimes me and my mom like fake beef. You know what I mean? Like, mm. um, like for instance, like wow. <laughs> she'll she'll say some wild stuff. You know what I mean? I yeah. love her. I love her, but yeah, she challenge you. Word. Yeah, yeah. She be um, wilding. She be bugging. <laughs> Od. Yeah. Like her and my sister are the same, and they growing up they butt heads a lot. Mm. Um, but regardless of the fact, like um, like me certain things me and my mom just don't see eye to eye on, and um, I think sometimes like. You know, I'll egg her on, or sometimes she'll egg me on, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but like, I know for a fact when I have like real, real, real big problems. Yeah. That um, <laughs> I'd be like, Yo, ma, <laughs> could you pray for me? <laughs> I'd be like, Yo, ma, could you pray for me for this and that? And then, like, when she's not annoyed, <laughs> she'll be like, Yeah, I got you. And then she'll like pray for me. But other than that, like, there were there was twice this summer, three three times this summer. I'm not gonna say what happened yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-oh. but. Some Later stuff episode. Word. Some <laughs> stuff went down and I was like, Yo Ma, what's, what's up? Uh, I need some prayer. And she prayed for me for the first two times and the third time she was like she she called me into manhood. She was like, mm. You still <laughs> you still ask me for prayer about this? Why don't you just grow up and da da da? I feel I'm like, like I'm like, Ma, you was just you was just holding me out. But like, I, I but I feel yeah, like though, bro. I, yeah. um you know, I think like yes, your mom should be there for you, but I definitely feel like the people around you should challenge you to tap into like your inner adult, or mm-hmm. not even about like it's adult or nothing thing. Just like to challenge you to not have the same fuck ups back to back to back. Yeah. Because like, if she was just to keep praying for you, you would just think it's okay. Like, yeah. oh, she gonna just keep praying for me. Yeah. No so when she turned her shoulders, like, oh, all right, now I gotta, I yeah. gotta eat this. Like, you know, I gotta deal with this. So I, I don't know. Like, I used to feel those ways. Like, I remember one time, like, I was, I got. I was like out of a job for like four months and I pulled up on my dad like, yo, I'm fucked up. I need some bread. <laughs> and my dad looked, sat me down lifted me. I was like, yo, I'm not giving you no money. Like, you've <laughs> no. only been unemployed for like two months. Why don't you have any money? Like, yeah, you like your whole, like, your, <laughs> he, my dad's looking at me like, you're becoming a man. Like, yeah, yeah. you shouldn't be like out of work for that long 
for like that sort of amount of time and not have any money. And mm-hmm. I, I was tight for like a day. And then I sat back and thought about it. I was like, nah, he's saying some real shit. Right, right. He's like, because I thought about it. I was like, if he would have just gave me the money, I would have just thought that mm-hmm. yeah. he was just going to always be there. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, I actually appreciate that information more than him just bailing me out. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, that's like a challenging point. Like I appreciate yeah. the parents who challenge their kids. Yeah, yeah. You no, guys have... It, no. makes, it makes like a dependency. Mm-hmm. But what what do you think about I'm gonna take a turn with this one. Like what do you what do you think about the people that say welfare is kind of the same thing? Ooh. Ooh. And it yeah, what are your it. thoughts? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I got some I got some shit for that, but we gonna get let me hear what Kev got us here. Wait, what do you mean though? So 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 like you're down and like you're constantly dependent on that check to keep you afloat. So it's like well, Nobody's saying no to you, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that's that's a dangerous situation, uh, for anyone. I I, I personally have been blessed to never have gone that route, mm. um, but you know, from the outside looking in, I can see people being very dependent on that, and that that could change your whole dynamic of of thinking. Yeah. yeah. You're thinking that it's it's okay to live that lifestyle. Yeah. You're just living off of someone else, not putting in the work. Yeah. Like I know we mentioned earlier about working smart, not hard. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna challenge you, and I'm because I'm a firm believer of working smart and hard. If you mm-hmm. put both together, you know that's yes, a yes, that's yes. a driving force to accomplish yes. whatever you want to do. Yes. So, um, going that route, you're you're pretty much not doing either. It's <laughs> just you're just chilling in the crib with a flat screen TV, yeah. coming home all day doing the yeah. same thing. Like yeah. you know, like. And I'm not gonna knock anyone's hustle. You do what you gotta do, like and whatever whatever your comforts, your lifestyle and how you wanna live, that's cool. But you know, I just I just don't really see that yeah. as, as as a building tool mm-hmm. for long or longevity in any way, you know. Yeah. You wanna build a family, you wanna whatever you wanna do in your life, whatever your goals are to mm-hmm. travel that that's kinda of really limiting you and it's limiting your mindset and elevation. So yeah. money but, money's a drug. Money's a drug. So if you if I'm willing, if the government is willing to give you the drug and you're willing to accept it, why yeah. you don't need to do anything else to a certain extent? Ah, see, that's where I gotta disagree with you. I don't know. It depends. Like, I feel like it depends on the situation itself, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you are receiving wealth, so if you are receiving like government assistance, right? Um, usually the people who are who I would say are seen as the people who benefit the most from it. Which is which are usually people of color. Um, they're already in a position where, mm-hmm. well, I know Jewish people benefit the most from it, but I feel like the narrative itself is like okay, yeah, people yeah. see like black, Latino, whatever, yeah, yeah. just people of color as yeah, the people yeah. who, who I would say, who abuse it, yeah. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is like I feel like these people are already in a system that's abusing them, mm-hmm. right? And they are receiving this government assistance, of course, but the same government government assistance assistance is not really positioning them to get off of that government assistance, mm-hmm. right? Right, right? So, like, usually you okay. receive government assistance, you in a fucked up school district, right? Yeah, yeah. Your same son that is growing up in that that same environment is not really getting the tools to even get off of that. Mm-hmm. And they usually probably don't even have access to, peop- to seeing people who don't live like that. It's like a yeah. prison. Exactly. exactly. So it's super cyclical. Like, yeah. the people who, you, who do, like, from a statistical perspective, mm-hmm. benefit the most from government assistance... Or Hasidic Jews. Yeah. Right. So they'll take that money, um, basically get a tax write off and call their home a temple, get that tax write off, then go ahead and basically they're married but not under the state. 
and they'll have their wives as as tenants. That's, okay. And then the te- wow. their wives will file for Section that's, Eight. That's a fact. Yeah. No, that's I don't. Think <laughs> that's good. That's good. Their wives will file for Section Eight, yeah. and they'll use that money to pay off the mortgage for their home. Wow. So that's fire. So it varies. Like <laughs> it varies. I'm not gonna. But I'm, not, I'm not putting it on yeah. all Jewish people because yeah. I know I, I don't. I was about to say you about to get some some don't backlash. Because I remember when Hove said something. Don't don't come for me. I'm just saying like. You know, Feedback's there's people soon. who are finessing the system way better than the people who, who look Abuse. like are abusing mm-hmm. the system. Oh, okay. So, you know, I, I, I get it because, like, you know, no one wants to be here saying, yo, should I take money yeah. from the government all day? Like, yeah. you know, it's, that, it's, that's, definitely, that's definitely the narrative behind it, though. Yeah. And I remember I was sitting in a class and I'll never forget it. It was me and a girl that played on the basketball team. I, I don't know if she wants me to say her name, so I won't say it. And we was the only two black people. Now in you say that name, bro. Just <laughs> nah, I'm not fucking with you. Let's say it, bro. Chill. Like AK. <laughs> so, and um, being in those classrooms, anytime there's like a racial question, the professor always looks at <laughs> the two the two black kids. So the 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 um the conversation about around welfare came up, and this one girl was going off. She was like, black? I wonder. No, she was white. Yeah. She was like. I don't understand like why they have to be so lazy like oh no and she was going off she was like um Italians and all other immigrants came to this country with nothing oh, but they God. worked they worked their way up Jesus what's the what's the difference why why do they need to rely on welfare yeah and why did why do they need to rely on government assistance and I was like listen bro <laughs> first of all this is in college I, I was about to college. say what is- that's you sound like an elementary kid. No, too. no, but right. she's but a fool. I was just exactly. about to ask. Yeah, this. like, but she's and this this is not the only case. Like, I've been in many classrooms like that, and this girl's like notorious for talking, for just spewing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Bullshit. Exactly. So, I was like, first of all, the narrative is always like people are lazy and they don't need, and they're just looking for a handout. But if that's like. If you is when you say up, people, you talk about like people of color. Black people of color, right, people of color. Right. So, I I always think about it as this is like your boost. Like yeah. this is how you if you're on the ground and you're trying to climb up, yeah. and you need a boost. You can use that as your boost, and you get out that situation. Now, if you're abusing it, that's a different story. But. Yeah, yeah. Now that's a fact because I I mean majority of people make what. 30, 40K a year. You know mm-hmm. how difficult it is to survive? Facts. In New York yeah. or in Cali or, you know, any expensive city, it's difficult to survive on that. So I, I definitely see how it's a tool. And I can respect that for sure. Uh, just abusing it, that's where it becomes dangerous. But uh, I definitely want to touch back on, you know, when we were talking about honoring your father and your mother. Definitely just want to uh, be critical to all the listeners. Love them. Appreciate them. If you don't have a good relationship with them, try to be proactive and establish one because they're always going to be there for you. They're going to tell you if you're bugging or not. <laughs> they, they, that's what their their role is, to help you and to help you build and continue to grow. And sometimes you can tell them if they're bugging. Yeah. You, you just exchange you know, knowledge and have each other's best interests at heart. And that, that just leads into other relationships that you have with other family members, with your siblings, with your cousins, aunts, uncles. And then that goes right into friendships. And uh, last but certainly not least, relationships and your significant other and whatnot. So definitely want to just tackle that. So yeah, um, we were talking about how 
Yeah, yeah, I think it's funny, but Kev, good, good way to bring it back together. You feel me? Because she was, she was yeah, going far. We started talking about, was about to start you know, talking about welfare food stamps. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't start wilding. You had to bring us back. I, but, right. yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. trying to hold it down for the That game. was smooth. So, boy, boy slid the paper over this. <laughs> Don't follow that, baby. Make sure you follow that. Put your shit together. <laughs> nah, I feel that. So, yeah, like relationships. Um, Kev brought up the word gaslighter. That was actually the first time I heard that word, but... It makes sense, like just basically being manipulated and thinking you're bugging. Am I bugging? Back to the title. So yeah, you wanna talk about that? I mean, yeah, for sure. So like, first of all, let's talk about what it is. So according to Dr. Google, a <laughs> gaslighter is a specific kind of emotional abuse designed to make the victim doubt their own perceptions, memory, and reality. And yes, it is a very cruel and sadistic thing to do to someone you love or someone who trusts you. Mm. Now, so how that's, does that how does crazy. that affect like the mental health aspect? Oh man, the question is how doesn't it? Just think about it. You know, if you have someone that you know you're trying to you're trying to build with and you're vulnerable with or whatever, like no relationship is ever gonna be perfect. Yeah, and that that's a given. But if you if you make a mistake, you know that's where communication. Mm-hmm falls into play, a relationship has two pillars of its foundation. Mm, he's in his bag. Respect, he's in his hitch bag. He's in his hitch bag, guys. <laughs> the, the bridge that's on those two pillars is, is friendship. You got to have a friendship with your significant other. So that's that's critical to moving forward in your relationship and what will hopefully be the end goal of living your life together. Yeah. At least I would think so. I, I don't know how everybody's doing relationships nowadays. But uh, yeah, so definitely... Is a is a toll on mental health because you, you live in your day to day life. If you don't have the right partner by your side that's consistently motivating you or there for you when you have your problems, you know it's gonna be that's gonna take a toll on your everyday activities. Like I I know I know certain people. Not gonna name drop them, but uh they they've gone into depression. I oh I could just speak for myself. I've I've had relationships where I, where I've gone into depression and it takes a toll. Like the motivation, just disappears you know yeah. like you know you don't want to go to the gym anymore mm-hmm. like you're not eating well whatever yeah. so um definitely it's critical to to choose the right partner because you want to make sure that you guys are growing together you're continuing to continuously inspiring one another and uh yeah i mean if you guys have anything else that you guys want to add to you that go, you go on the gram you see hashtag relationship goals like nah. dang i wish i yeah. i had that yeah so it ties back into the social media aspect and then the depression the the rate of 13-year-old girls that are committing suicide right now is ridiculous. Like, people are constantly just comparing themselves to um, other couples or being bullied online, and it's, it's leading to suicide. Suicide. That's crazy. Because, you know, there's, there's literally, there's two pages on Instagram. Uh, one is actually called uh, someone's daughter. Another one is called someone's son, and they literally just post pictures of couples and they're captioning like <laughs> me and then someone's daughter, and like they're doing some cute oh, shit. Wow, I'm crazy. like, yo, that's crazy because it's like everybody looking at it, and you could be a young man or a young woman or an old man, whatever, whatever age you are, see that and you could be like, yo, why, why can't I have that? I want that. That takes a toll emotionally. Um, and eventually physically, if it really gets, you know, deep and it gets to you. So like that, that's some real crazy stuff that it's like how social media really has an effect with 
you know, we were talking about just a generic mental health aspect, but even relationship that that affects your whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I totally agree. Um, I think you got to find a balance. Like, you know, I think it's, of course, everyone tries to fight the battle themselves. Then they speak to a friend or family or a, tr- a loved one that they trust. But then you also have to, like, know when to extend and, you know, re- look out for that um, professional help. And, you know, I'm not even going to, you know, I know the trend of going to a therapist is super sexy right now, but mm-hmm. a lot of people can't still afford that. So that's, oh, yeah, you yeah, got money, money. You know, so sometimes, like, you know, I, I've, I've had conversations with friends where they'll tell me, like, they're really down. And I'm like, yo, if you ever feel like shit is getting crazy and I don't pick up the phone, you should just call a hotline. Yeah. And, you know, there's a suicide hotline. Literally, there are, like, people who just stand stand by waiting for any call where they can literally speak to someone and make sure that they don't make that drastic decision of, like, you know, end of the game. Right. A special place in heaven for those people. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, nah, it, it's it's serious. So if if you're ever struggling with some mental health and you're questioning yourself, you're wondering if you're bugging about anything, like really outsource and just reach out to people that that you know care about you, that you have relationships with. And if you're caught in a situation that no one's available and you're desperate to talk to anyone, then don't hesitate to use the resources that are out there. You know, the the, the NBA and the NFL, they got anti-depression programs running around and you know we have things for just regular civilians like hotlines and whatnot so just take into account to use those and make sure that you're elevating yourself and surround yourself with positive things and positive images if you're following anything negative on social media clean that up and if you you know if you need the extra uh, extra push then don't hesitate to read a book or watch youtube videos there's a lot of things that can inspire you and motivate you and just pick you up from that that whole so you're not dealing with the mental health that's going to just negatively affect your whole life. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so just just one more reminder. If it gets crazy, you could call the hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Again, the suicide hotline number. Hey, you do not have to be suicidal to make that call. It could just be really, you know. Just to talk to somebody. Time. Exactly. Just to chat with somebody. 1-800-273-8255. Yeah. And we'll always try to share... Um, some literature or an article or anything, every show that ties into what we're talking about. And one good sh- one g- good book right now is Shook One by Charlemagne. He unpacks a lot of these ideas of mental health. He talks about his experiences. So definitely check that out as well. Yeah, again, the number is 1-800-273-8255. And, you know, if you just want to shoot the shit too, like, you know, maybe nice. you're bored one day. <laughs> hey, maybe you know. <laughs> Maybe one day we could call him. Yeah, or, 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 <laughs> just, to, just to destigmatize that, you know. Yeah, fact, yeah, yo, yeah. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, we just, I just want to stress out this: everyone got their own journeys. Like, you know, I know I work on 12th Street, yeah. um, so I'm surrounded by hundreds of people every day on the train and stuff. And like, it's something to think about because some people look like they got it all together. Some people mm-hmm. walk around with their crazy, you know, like Montclair coats and hats. Right, right. And they got, they got Gucci's. I feel like, wait, you say you work on 12th Street, 12th and what? Uh, 12th and, uh, I don't even know, honestly. Okay, cool. He don't even got a job. (laughs) (laughs) So, wait, I know. I'm I'm doing it to protect myself. Don't want nobody to pull up on me. I feel like, that's a wise man, wise man. So, yeah, yeah. Talking about jobs. Yeah. So, quick Um, question, right? Um, What's a job? Have you ever ever worked a job that you're not happy at? Me, personally, I I haven't because, uh, this is this is my first job out of, out of college. You know, I work with the Police Athletic League Incorporated, and uh, my job is revolved around cops and kids in a nutshell. 
So um, after college, I was a brand ambassador. So I was doing freelance, working with companies like Google and Heineken. Uh, the, the list goes on. I pretty nigga shit. And my, I'm modeling and stuff. Not so a pretty nigga shit. It wasn't like... <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was a freelance job. So I worked like, on demand, like, going on vacations facts, everywhere. Right. You know, so like, it was cool. I, I had, it was nothing to hate. Poppy so shampoo. My first full time... <laughs> yo, y'all tripping. <laughs> y'all saying it, not me. But... <laughs> My first full time was at PAL, and it's a job that I love. Like it's it's fulfilling, you know. Like that commute is the hardest part of my day. Like in the hardest part of any job is showing up. To be yeah. honest, so like, um, me, once I show up, I get to work. You know, I handle all my tasks for the day, making sure that I'm creating and continuously being or innovating the ideas of just having programs within all five boroughs in New York for the kids and for the troubled kids specifically. That's our main target because. It's easy to just have nothing to do, man. You know, like nothing good. People, you know how people say nothing good happens after twelve. Mm -hmm. Like it's even worse when there's nothing to do. Yeah. Like, like at I, any idle hours. Hands. Uh, yeah, I don't hands are the devil's playground. Thanks. So it's like my job is to create programs and do and uh, mostly sports because we're an athletic league yeah. for the kids in, in our in our youth. So I I love my job. It's great, especially when I see the smiles on the kids' face having fun and whatnot. And just when they even when they get competitive, it's just lit because you yeah. got yeah. I work from ten to nineteen and they they be turning up. So it's, it's awesome. So, all right, yeah. Let me let me just hop in real quick because it's funny because there was a day where I was like, dang, like where am I going with with what I'm trying to do? And I was praying. And literally, as I got off the phone, I mean, as I stopped praying, I get a call from Kev. He's like, yo, I forgot what he said, but it was mad funny. Um, oh, yeah, he started off with... <laughs> I didn't know where you're going. He started off with, yo, um, so I'm having a meeting later. I want to know if you're interested in um, selling some products. He was like, no, nah, I'm just playing. I'm just <laughs> and, then he, and then he started off going, and he's like, yo, I just got a job with the PAL. Um, I remember when you used to do your basketball workouts because he followed me on Snapchat. I used to post my little workouts, you know what I'm saying? So Go follow him. <laughs> so so then he hit me up. He was like, yo, let's work together. Let's do this. And that's literally my love. Like it combined basketball and mentoring. So um, the opposite of not having that job and having that job was a huge difference. Like I went in there every day. There was actually a kid that we worked with. His name is Randy. And he was a knucklehead, but he had so much talent. Those are my favorite. Because I know besides all that roughness, like he just has a need to be cared about and a need to, and a, and a want to know that, yo, I'm cared about. Like, mm -hmm. I want to be appreciated, exactly. acknowledged. Exactly. I want to be noticed. So mm -hmm. he, wants, he wants to be noticed, so he's going to act out. But I knew like there was just much more to him. So he had a couple of episodes where he was just... While and then just not 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 having a good day. He would kick the door after a loss. Tripping. But at the end of the season, he wrote me a letter. He was like, "Coach, I apologize. I appreciate everything you're trying to do for us." Yo, that was beautiful. Yeah, I and and I didn't tell him to do it. I don't know. None nah, of you guys. No, nobody told him to do he it. Did it by himself. Like just the maturity that he showed was like it makes wow. the job worth exactly. It. I'm like, I'm really doing something. Like I'll never ever forget that kid and him going through that. I'm sure he won't ever. Ex forget that experience so uh, of course yo oh for the record like when i called you i was like have you ever heard of wake up now <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wake up and i was tight i'm like 
Nigga, Come on. Bro. So, <laughs> I think the week before, somebody called me about that. I'm like, damn. Nah, a lot of people got finesse to these parties. So, Pierre, I got a question for you. Like, yeah. I know that trend, like, I know we spoke a little about a little bit about it yesterday. So, mm-hmm. like, the transition from, like, you know, being an uh, employee or just working a regular job to um, becoming, like, an entrepreneur, what, I would say, what impact has that made on your mental health? Um, huge, huge, huge impact. Um, I took on a lot of responsibility. In a way, it kind of like grew me up too. Um, just a quick backstory. Um, I worked for I'm not gonna say the name, but I worked for like a, a prominent car company. Yeah, I was like their um car techie. So mm-hmm. like I would um what, Porsche. No, no, <laughs> it, was, it was one of those, but not not the, <laughs> not them. Um. Yeah, and my process was I would be with the client and like just show them how to drive the car, what all the buttons did, and just basically how to not die in the car, right? Got it. So um, at that time, I was like taking on photo and film, and I, I, I fell in love with it head over heels. Um, so I called out of work one Saturday, and you know I probably did about 12 hours worth of work from like shooting and editing this uh, video. Jesus. What's your, wait, what's your IG? What's your IG? Um, so my personal is Pedro. P E D R O the number four and yeah. then Cristo C R I S T O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pedro. Yeah, yeah, but oh, but Pedro and or Pierre no, in Spanish. That's, that's <laughs> an alias. I, mean, I, mean, I, so. <laughs> I got I got five names out here. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <this> is, okay. <laughs> or like thirteen syllables. <laughs> My name is a sentence, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. So I um yeah I called out of, out of work to to shoot the video um and by the time everything was said and done. You know, I made more in those twelve hours than I did in forty hours of work at the job. So I was right. like, "Time out! Like, nah, this is this ain't this ain't working it." And um, you know, I had put in a lot of time at the job and like, you know, went out of my way, bent over backwards for them and stuff like that. But you know, there's certain things that happened that I wasn't really too happy with. Um, you, got per- you got it on pause, bro. Pause, 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 pause. <laughs> well, you got you got passed on a promotion. What happened? Yeah. Like- so what happened was, um, they we all put in to order this car. Like it's gonna be the only one in the re- in the region, cool. um, certain color and everything like that. And wait, um, personal money? Like y'all put in y'all? No, no, no. Like um, yeah, like like an idea. Like hey, we wanted bread or oh, okay, everybody contributed to the project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then, um, uh, I called out. The car finally came, and but before it came, um, the branch manager was like, "Yeah, we're gonna have you take the photo of it and you know put it up online and stuff like that." But the week the car came in, I was helping out in um, Texas with the hurricane relief. Oh wow, respect! So that's awesome, man. It was it was a it was a lot of sad stuff we saw, but at the end of the day, you know, everyone helped out, so that was um, that was wow. really cool. But um, when I when I got back to the um, to the the dealership, um, one of my good friends there was like, "Yo, they brought in this guy to take a photo of the car," and it turns out that the car got like national recognition and all that stuff, and I'm tight. And then, like, after that, I went to my boss about three times to see if I could get, like, um, a promotion. And then the last time, he was like, look, I don't know what you... Verbatim, he said, I don't know what you seem to not be able to understand. I'm not paying you. Mm. So then at that point, I was not like... Not paying you for the pictures that you were taking. Word. And I was oh, doing wow. I was doing videos for them. Like, like just to give you an inside look, right? They was telling me, like, a crazy number. So there was one point he was like, look, if you do 17 videos, uh, I'll give you an extra 350 at your bonus at the end of the month. Three thirty five hundred or three hundred and fifty dollars violation. When, <laughs> when, when, <laughs> 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 a bag of chips. Facts, facts, a bag of chips. At the end, wow. Wow. if I like it, and, are you shitting me
you know, I never like think think of myself as like I'm the greatest, but I, I knew I wasn't dirt, like in terms of the quality. So I'm a firm believer in um you pay what your people pay for your worth. So if you're worth trash, you're gonna get paid trash. But if you're, if you're worth like you know top quality, top dollar, then that's what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I was like in between, um, and like that wasn't cutting it. Seventeen videos like that, production wise, is at least like like a thirty five hundred worth. Like 3, <laughs> so I did all that, and then um, yeah, I just got sick and tired of like you know making someone else's dream become their reality, mm. and. You know, I'm a, I'm also a firm believer in you know helping other, helping someone else's um, dream come to fruition before you can even take care of your own. Boost mm. and build, boost and build someone else. You know mm. what I mean? So then, um, yeah. After that, I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm 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 willing to bet on myself and just make the right connections with people, and then you know have everything go like that. But in, in a mental health, again, just to relate back to it, yeah, uh, it grew me up a lot. Um, it, it also inform me of a few things that they didn't teach me in school or teach us in school you know taxes primarily um uh structuring <laughs> um payment State. plans and all that stuff <laughs> so which is a topic that we'll discuss later on too um so keep tuning in but yeah it grew me up a lot and it allowed me to you know see the real ish behind the real ish yeah. you know what i mean so I feel that. Well, right. for sure i mean anybody have anything else they want to add on that um, shit, I can't, working at a job, you're not happy at, um, I, I kind of, so that's interesting, so I, my last job before this, I was working at a non-profit that had a really cool mission, it didn't speak to me personally, um, but that was probably like my worst professional like working experience ever, because it was just like a super, um, I would say like, I was just being OD micromanaged. Um, on top okay, of that, no. yeah, exactly. <laughs> on top of that, I wasn't like fully sold on their their product and mission, so I was just really doing something that I didn't kind of believe in, and I felt like that showed in like my performance. Yeah. So, which led to me getting fired. Um, but um, I would say the job before that kind of gave me an, an idea of what I wanted to do. I feel like certain challenges let you like, yeah. you know, they're like, like you know. Realizing moments, yeah, it mm-hmm. reveals to you like what you want to do moving mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. So like, I worked. I used to work for uh, a foster home where we would help kids who were like, you know, at risk youth with basically um, placing them in homes, and I'll make the visit. I make the visit, write notes, speak to the child, learn about the learning, the, the living environment. Um, truthfully, it was a shitty job. Like a lot of these kids is like you know so unfortunate, but it fucked up. Um, so I was as I'm in this job, I'm like, damn, like you know, a lot of these kids are just put in positions where, like, realistically, like they probably won't make it out of this like situation, like a fair amount of them. And um, I sat and looked at one of my one of my boys who used to work the job with me, and I looked at I, I looked at him, I was like, yo, I don't belong here, man. Like this is this is not the this is not the goal. Like, so um, I just took some time and really thought about like how could I um, how could I really help. How could I put people on? So I was like, you know what? Um, I've always been super interested in providing people like access to like economic mobility because I feel like that just increased the quality of life from everything. Like, nah, you, I feel that exactly when you make more money, you look better, you eat oh, healthier, you live longer. You <laughs> I don't want to correlate happiness with with finances, but somewhat your life quality is better. It impacts right? it exactly. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, I'm going to um, recruiting, um, and when I met, like doing that. Um, 
basically what I meant by recruiting is just really helping people that look like me get jobs um, and get jobs in like you know fields that are you know pretty profitable. For sure. So um, now was that the was that two month gap when you didn't have a job was that yeah. when the transition exactly the first one to the second <laughs> exactly one? so that yeah. two month gap let me like really like I did, think did, do you think that gave you any PTSD a little bit or, or? nah actually um it kind of let me like you know it would let me build like I was I really had time to really think about what I wanted to do the problem that I wanted to solve and how I could go about that. So I just spent that time really networking, sending like 100 emails a day, going on like two events a day, really learning about the space. Right. And um, luckily, this is definitely God because I didn't even reach out to her, but um, my now manager reached out to me via LinkedIn and he was like, hey, are you interested in this role? Shout boom, out boom. LinkedIn. Exactly. Shout out LinkedIn. Big shout out LinkedIn. Check <laughs> uh, my LinkedIn page. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so they, she reached out to me and she was like, hey, we, we love your experience. We would love to talk to you about this role. Um, I went through like a like a three step interview process, um, and now uh, I'm a recruiter for a technology company that's like a technical edge, like a, a tech ed company. So we're like a, a boot camp. So basically, we pull people from like with non technical backgrounds within three months. Um, if you complete the the course, we then match you with a job. And um, I I felt like that was really important to me because I feel like you know the way technology is going. Like as a recruiter myself. I'm looking at a lot of my friends' resumes, and I'm like, yo, it's so sad because a lot of people won't be able to get jobs with, four or with five this, years from now with, right. with the skills that they're building now. And I'm like, you know, at least I'm a part of the, I would say, somewhat of the solution. Right. right? No, that's so, great. And it's yeah. that, I, you can say it's fulfilling. You enjoy going to work. Yo, love my job. I could work I could work all day. But you know, <laughs> but it's, it's just good. It just I feel like, you know, it's just important when, I, when you are, like, solving. I feel like it's really big when you're solving a problem. Yeah, no, so. for sure. So more of the story with that is definitely with your job and what you got going on, even if it's a part-time, try to find something to the best of your ability to do something that you enjoy doing. You may not yes. have to be, you know, head over heels and love it to death, but something that, you know, is giving you some type of fulfillment because that's just going to impact your mental health in the most positive way, you know. Exactly. It's just going to have you thinking better about everything. You're not going to be miserable waking up every day or if, even if you have a nighttime job, not mm-hmm. dreading it. Every time the sun goes down, you're like, God damn. Like, yeah. yeah. No. Yesterday, yesterday, I was at a little birthday get together. Oh, you made it to it? <laughs> you know so I got finished. We did like minutes. an eight hour photo shoot. <laughs> I don't know how you got there. Some people like to be late, you know what I mean? Right. I got... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not naming no names. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely got there late, but I made it. But there was one girl that was complaining the whole time that she had to go to work the next morning. So why didn't she just leave? But that that wasn't the point. The point was, it, she could have been home. She just dreaded Going Monday. Going to work. She just dreaded Sunday. That sun, those Sunday blues. They ready to cut their wrists on Sunday. <laughs> and, 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 and that affected her whole mood. So. And that shit is contagious. Exactly. It's contagious, bro. Niggas get home from church and be like, Damn! Nah, I had a great Monday. I look forward to my Monday. Nah, yo, yo, we, yo, we, we, we one of the few, bro. I'm, yo, it's a yeah, lot of dudes yeah. out, like you know, men and women who, who are just like, you know, just trying to survive. So they just got like jobs. And not, and not get it. Yeah, it, it's, it's, yo, I definitely get it. But you know, you should be proactive enough to. Yo, your mental health is the most important thing. I you totally know, agree. like because yo, you train the mind, the body will follow. Yeah. So if you if your mental is good, like yep. everything else is gonna fall into place. And then the physical aspect is gonna get better and yeah. so on and so forth. But I could preach, man. I, yeah. I, I wanna I don't wanna go too crazy, but yeah. definitely uh, if if you if you're not liking what you're doing, 
make the changes necessary to like what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sir. yeah. And uh, yo, you can check the bio. We got some links that can help you. You know, get closer to finding the job that you that you that you want that could provide some fulfillment. Find a ways to build relationships. So you know, we want to provide action items. You feel me? So. Nah, for sure. Am I the only one that didn't drop the IG yet? Is that? I, 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 I didn't drop mine either. You a, you a model too, so you should. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> this guy out here running, running with suits or fringes and shit. You feel me? Come on. Action shots. Yeah, so definitely follow me on IG. Uh, don't just don't slide in the DMs. You know that's that's closed right now. But <laughs> <laughs> follow like me on IG like at Kevin V Matos. Kevin, I feel like there's only one way to spell that. Uh, v M A T O S. I follow back. You know, stay engaged. Drop some feedback on the Boost and Build podcast. I'm here for it. We gonna we gonna be lit for for a while. So definitely looking forward to that. Yes, sir. And you can find me on Instagram at underscore Coach Spence. Underscore Coach Spence. Mm. Wait, why why Coach? What you do? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I coach. Um, I coach basketball um, at Manhattanville College. So dope. Liddy. Yeah, you know I mean, and I, I do some training on the side as well. Mm. Shout out to Pierre for pulling up and making my workouts look better than they are. Nah, I'm just no lie. There was one time, um, I don't play ball, right? I'm I'm a football guy at heart and yeah. I and track, but there was one time I was filming one of your workouts, bro. I was like, yo, I'm about to put this camera down. Yo, you had the gym <laughs> rocking, bro. Appreciate nah, that. yo, appreciate yeah, he's he trying to be modest. His workouts are like Fact. fun nah, and intense. Fact. Amazing yo. too. Crazy. I'm just like, oh man, like I'm not like I play ball recreationally. You know, it's it's fun and like you can always work on your game. Like, I mean, I feel like you can do that with every sport. You can yeah. always work on your game. Yeah. And working out with Spencer, I'm just like, well, he trains like pros, like overseas right. players. So like, yeah, he don't want to plug himself. He's, <laughs> he working dude, He working a lot of dudes out. Right? He, he's working dudes with, with pro contracts. That's man. what I'm like, saying. That's why when he when he brings those same workouts, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. If you're trying to go to the league, definitely um, hit him up. Yeah, there's one. <laughs> From filming him all the time, right? And his workouts. There's one, um, I have no handles, right? <laughs> There's this one joint where, like, if you, he just shows you where you boom, and then you flip the shoulder, you, like, you about to, like, jab at somebody. Yeah. And then you bring the ball behind you. It, um, I tried it on a few people, and it worked. You know what I mean? <laughs> so shout out to Spence. Shout giving out to us, Spence. giving people the keys. It's the little things, the little things. Yeah. Appreciate, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Dope, dope. Um, let me just plug myself real quick. Um, so Instagram, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm building, I'm building that right now, you know, because the dudes of whip they keep on reminding me, I gotta get hip to the shits. But uh, my IG, IG is guy, yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I follow you. Sir. Yeah, you but my IG, my IG is <laughs> at simply getting better. That's S I M P L getting better. Um, that you could you could connect with, with me on LinkedIn as well. That's Olu Bonwo Stephen Arleba. If you can't spell it, I have a spell it for you. O L U B A N W O Stephen with a P H Arleba. Oh, exactly. Arleba is A R U L E B A A. If you look through my connections or you shoot me an email, um, I'll be happy to make an introduction to anyone that I know to help you make That's it to a the fact. next step. Just by the way, guys, if you guys miss any of these, you know, IG handles or LinkedIn profiles, we we gonna put it on the description. So, you know, just in case you miss it, don't even worry about it. It's cool. Yes, sir. So yeah, just to wrap up today, um, I think one of the biggest things that we didn't even plan this, but as as we spoke about it, we realized that relationships are really important to mental health. So having the good people around you is really, really important. And having people that really have your best interests at heart. 
and sticking to those people and being able to cut off the people that you yeah so just to, <laughs> just to wrap up um today's episode am i bugging i think one of the most important things about mental health is to have the right people around you to have good relationships to have people that are going to challenge you like steve's dad and or pierre's mom <laughs> but i'm still gonna put love behind it and want the best for you and also to cut off the people that are toxic are toxic and are constantly keeping you in bad cycles and speaking down on you and activating like the depression and the anxiety and all those things so yeah. having a good base and having a good relationship with people and having good people around you is definitely important to the mental health totally yeah no that's a fact man it's just just get into a rhythm um and just to close out, we appreciate you guys joining us on our very first episode. Appreciate it. Of our Boost sure. and Build yes, podcast. Build. Looking to elevate and inspire you. Feeling? Every episode, one episode at a time. Feeling? If you guys <laughs> any topics that you guys want us to discuss, feel free to just drop it in the mentions. Filming. We're going to try to tackle everything at once. And any feedback, we're going to have different sections during our episodes where we talk about them. So definitely, any feedback, we, we want to get better. We want to grow with you guys as well. So, okay, yeah, dope. stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. Yes, sir. sir. See you guys later. We're right out. Hey. Yeah, so just to, <laughs> just to wrap up um, today's episode, am I bugging? I think one of the most important things about mental health is to have the right people around you, to have good relationships, to have people that are going to challenge you like Steve's dad and or Pierre's mom <laughs> but I'm still gonna put love behind it and want the best for you and also to cut off the people that are toxic are toxic and are constantly keeping you in bad cycles and speaking down on you and activating like the depression and the anxiety and all those things so yeah. having a good base and having a good relationship with people and having good people around you is Definitely important to the mental health. Totally yeah, no, that's a fact, man. It's just just get into a rhythm. Um, and just to close out, we appreciate you guys joining us on our very first episode. Appreciate it. Of our Boost sure. and Build yes, podcast. Build. Looking to elevate and inspire you. Film. Every episode, one episode at a time. Filming. If you guys <laughs> any topics that you guys want us to discuss, feel free to just drop it in the mentions. Feel me? We're going to try to tackle everything at once. And any feedback, we're going to have different sections during our episodes where we talk about them. So definitely, any feedback, we, we want to get better. We want to grow with you guys as well. So, okay, yeah, stay dope. tuned for that. Stay tuned. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. See you guys later. We're right out. Hey.